0: Welcome to Eat This Scroll. My name is Chris Moore. We are a University Fellowship Church podcast. We get together about twice a week and discuss what we are chewing on in God's Word. This week we've got Jarrell. It's me. It's Jarrell. Shalom. Shalom. Jarrell, you are the uh, formation and community pastor here at UFC. Yeah, Correct.
1: I I wear a lot of titles. No one really knows. But Nobody I mean, knows. I just say I'm one of the pastors here, and people are like, oh, that that's that's okay,
0: satisfactory. Yeah. I think it. Yeah, it took about nine months for you to actually get something on paper that
1: said yeah. You are. Yeah, I just made some stuff up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's that easy. Everyone, you too can be a pastor for 4.99.99. Um. So this week we've been chewing on a lot of stuff for you, especially for the last like
1: nine months. Yeah, a little while now. Um, so we, you know, live for the podcast listeners, we just, it's Monday and yesterday, we just had our first service at the Polk Street location, Seventh-day Adventist Church. We packed it out. It was about 98 degrees in there. Um, definitely some pit stains after that it service. Was too it was hot. This is what Baptists used to do, you know, we <laughs> just returned to our roots. Anyways, but we kicked off, at the time it worked out really, really great. We kicked off a new series on discipleship, um, basically following Jesus and so, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of behind the scenes work, uh, to get to that point. So when I got here, one of the, one of the titles and things that Brett asked me to do was, he's like, work on discipleship for our people. He's like, help them to, to grow deeper in Christ. So I was like, all right, Easy. Brett, yeah, let's uh, give me like 20 step twenty seconds yeah, and I'll do that. Um, but my first question to Brett after I like thought about that was, do you want me to just kind of run? Like a side program of like, I'm just going to run an evening class or run some small groups or create some curriculum and just like funnel maybe 15% of our people, the people that sign up through it. Or is it something that we want to kind of like come at from all angles as a a staff, Um, a little bit of a philosophical guidelines and boundary markers? And I didn't know what I hoped he would say, but he did say the latter. So I was like, all right, so how do we get our entire church? How do we get everyone um, cradled to Cradle. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, how do we get everyone to um, practice following Jesus a little bit better and more faithfully? So, that was kind of the question. So,
0: so you got the go ahead. Mm-hmm. Keys, yep, keys to the kingdom. Keys to the kingdom. Um, where did you start? I mean, that's a mammoth thing to try and tackle.
1: Yeah. Um, so we're all, you know, we're all influenced by different people that we listen to and hear and we we each bring to scripture a particular lens of how we read the Bible. Um hopefully we're all working to be more, and more more and more faithful to that. I think community helps. So um I actually wanted to start this podcast or this episode um quoting a Matthew West song. Um if you don't know who Matthew West is, he's a Christian recording artist, makes worship songs. Most recently, we wrote a song called Modest is Hottest and it was um, rightfully controversial. It's
0: all my kids listen to.
1: Yeah, it's there's so many things wrong with the song. Mo- <laughs> First of all, it's just a horrible, horrible music. Like Christians should make good music.
0: You're but gonna make anyways. In 2008,
1: in 2008, Matthew West came out with this kind of Christian worship song. That's it's called The Motions, and I don't know if you guys know this. I'm not going to sing it, but basically, the main chorus line is. I don't want to go through the motions. I don't want to spend one more day without your all consuming passion inside of me, which is kind of like a loose rhyme. You want to say may. Yeah. Um, It's first of all, I don't really like loose rhymes, but anyways, (laughs) the song is just all about basically feeling lukewarm and like wanting to feel enlivened and passionate about following Jesus again. And the juxtaposition that he creates is going through the motions or having all consuming passion. And at the time I would have, you know, this is going to, you're going to know how old I am, but I graduated high school in, in 2007. So oh, this is like- practically dead, Gerard. Yeah. This is like <laughs> on the heels of like evangelicalism, taking, trying to like, like the culture wars and trying to take back things. And I was going to Christian camps and getting all the feels and like my relationship with Jesus was primarily just like, you know- fluttery, heartfelt feelings. And like, if I felt close to Jesus, then that meant my relationship was healthy. And so like, of course, this song like kind of fits the um the postmodern, the age of authenticity coming into play culturally that like more and more culture values being true to yourself. And so the idea is like, I don't want to just go through the motions of following Jesus. I want that to feel a certain way inside of me, particularly good. <laughs> and yeah, like uh like wedding day flutteries or like prom date you know your first kiss <laughs> yeah i always describe it as the camp experience
0: yeah yeah you ride the highs and yeah. then you come back home and you're like
1: this yeah. is not what i yeah thought. and so i mean you get camp experiences in middle school with anything you know it's yeah. like um the older you get you're just like ah, i don't know i'm just boring now um and so anyways th- there's this I mean, underneath all of that and in a lot of evangelicalism and a lot of like kind of our understanding of Christianity is just this idea that I want my faith to be authentic to me. And it's authentic if I feel it. It's authentic if it kind of comes out from within me and basically my emotions or my faith leads to action. Right. Um, that I want what I do. I want to raise my hands for worship or love my neighbor because it feels true to me, not just because it's the motions that I'm supposed to go through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, um, if you can't tell, we're kind of setting that up. as like, well, let's not do that. Right. <laughs> um, like right. seeing some of the flaws in that. Like we don't think that way about marriage. We don't think that way about friendship, raising our kids. It's like, I don't only love my wife if I feel that. I don't only love my kids if I feel it. There's like something bigger that happens as, as humans. And we see that in scripture. I mean, basically the the connection between our faith and our works and like yeah. Paul frames Romans with the phrase faith that leads to obedience. You have James kind of diving into, well, okay. Like you say you have faith, but nothing in your life looks like you have faith. Like, does that faith save you?
0: Yeah. And the I, answer is
1: no, no, <laughs> that faith does not save you.
0: I always think of, you know, Jesus Himself saying, "If you love me, keep my commandments." Right. If you love me, feed my sheep. So that always, right. you know, when you get it from, I can't use the euphemism, the horse's mouth.
1: Yeah. it feels sacrilegious. Well, well,
0: but when you get it from God Himself, donkey's saying, mouth. If you're a disciple, you will do A, B, and C. It perks yours up a little bit.
1: Yeah, and we can we can pendulum swing. I think you know, the evangelical movement. We react against other other versions of Christianity, um, perhaps more liturgical ones or higher church ones uh, that it's like, well, you guys go through the motions, but you don't actually love Jesus. Like, it's not like a true faith. And sometimes we can throw the baby out with the bathwater in that. And um, so like when we look to Jesus and he starts to invite people to follow him on this kind of basically the foundations of discipleship that we kind of talked about on Sunday is um, he didn't just say, Hey man, like, why don't you like, you know, get your your intellectual faith straight, come to some of my classes. I'm just gonna teach you once a week about being a Christian and go home. Here's some homework. It was just like, no, drop your nets, put on your sandals, eat with the prostitutes that I eat with, go to the tax collector's house, argue with the Sadducees, come to the temple, like sit on this mountain and hear me teach, listen to my parables, travel to these cities. Encounter these, um, you know, socio-political realities that I'm stepping into of like a bleeding woman, you know, right. a a dead a dead girl was raised to life, and like you're literally there watching it, and um, you know, it's a little bit trendy in some Christian circles, but this idea of a, of being an apprentice as maybe a subjugate or a substitute word for disciple, just because disciple can kind of like it can get old, or we're used to hearing it so much, it loses its like pop.
0: There's that novelty of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've culture. said the word so many times. We don't know what it means anymore. It means something else. And so the, the way that I want to uh, frame it up is basically, like, okay, if you just decided one day that you want to be a reporter, a news reporter, and you're, you live in like a small town, Alabama, so there's not much to report. Like I'm going to go to New York and I'm going to apprentice a New York city reporter for like the times, like big dog. Um, you're like, don't sit me down in a classroom and just teach me how to be a journalist. like, i wanna go where you go. I wanna see how you do this, and so you're waking up at four a m to write and meet the deadlines. You're driving in the taxi you're going like you're you were just like immersed in this experience of apprenticing a New York Times journalist like what would that feel like the The smells the hustle the like you would taste it and you would see it and this is kind of like the experience of Jesus with his followers is like, don't just like sit down and learn. He did. He sat down, he sat them down on a mountain. He taught them the Sermon on the Mount. Like he, he taught verbally, cognitively a lot. Um, And that's what we have in the scriptures. And so like, I mean, that's one of our discipleship practices is learning. But basically it's this idea that um, if you were to, if someone were to ask you, like, how would you, how would you learn to love something that you don't love? And Brett talked about loving God and loving our neighbor as a command, but also as like a sign of our faith. And um, basically that, you know, we've been chewing on this as a staff for a while, but it's the idea that, you know, when you immerse yourself in a regular habit and a regular practice, um, the action actually fosters your faith. It fosters your belief, it fosters your affection that um, what you're exposed to and what you do, like imagine apprenticing that journalist and for a year or two or three years, nod to Jesus, right? you leave that and you're like wow that was an experience and i'm like compelled and i'm captivated and i i literally love journalism in new york and that's what i want to do and now that faith and that affection start shaping your action it's kind of like a like a cycle sure goes back and forth
0: great yeah i love it i think um it seems like you've tried to take a really balanced approach where it's not uh rote. You know, but it's also not driven purely by emotions that, you know, if it's not right unless it feels right. kind of
1: thing. Right. Yeah. And on a very practical level, it's like you're sitting there on a Sunday morning and you just, you know, it's like you haven't had enough coffee. Your kids were up all night. You just, I mean, the last thing you really want to be doing there is like watching Lou try to get you to sing this song that's happy. And you're like, I don't feel this at all. And like, there's that question of, well, what should I do as a faithful Christian? Like, should I, should I sing this song and hope that it brings about faithfulness in me that I like by singing I want to sing and like I think you know that's maybe a kind of a sanitized idea but it's like you drive past someone in our city that needs the love of Jesus whether that's evangelistically or through compassion generosity hospitality your neighbors um, you know you wake up in the morning and you're like man I could just scroll through Instagram for 30 minutes or I could spend time reading my Bible and praying through it you know and it's like well if you spend the first 30 minutes of your day looking at Instagram every single day, like that is going to shape what you, what you think about and what you love. And at the same time as if you spend that in the word, um, what would it do? And so it's just this idea of like, which comes first. And I think they feed off each other. And so the idea of when we say like practices of discipleship, we're saying, all right, what are some like fundamental, um, found, yeah, foundational, comprehensive, um, umbrella terms of like, what would you immerse yourself in if you were to immerse yourself in the way of Jesus? And that by immersing yourself in these disciplines or in these rhythms, that that would actually begin to shape what you love and how you love and therefore like be a faithful follower of Jesus. So, um, wow. Yeah. So it sounds like you're asking the
0: question, where does transformation happen? Right. does transformation happen as a product of external forces, or does it happen as a product of some in- internal drive?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess you can go nature nurture, and it's not like I don't think it's one or the other. I mean, I think you can be compelled to love something, you know, without necessarily exposure of it. But like, just with my my son, I mean, I used this illustration the other day preaching, but I take him to the BMX track every day. He watches dirt bikes on TV with me. He looks at dirt bike magazines. He has a bike. He rides in the house. Like he already loves riding his bike. And the reason he does is because he rode his bike. You know, there was a time that he didn't love it or know how to ride it. And um, so, yeah, this is this idea of like, all right, UFC, we've been doing this for 13, 14 years now. Penn, I mean, you just talked to Brett, however long our yeah, church has you, been a thing, 12 or 12. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, all right, let's, let's like unsettle the dust. Let's go back to some of the foundations and say like, all right, like I'm all in. Let's practice following Jesus. So, um,
0: it, can you kind of summarize what what it is this is week one somebody's just stepping foot into this maybe they haven't even opened their book um what is it that your your goal but also ufc's goals as a staff and as a whole corporate body of believers what is the goal that we're all driving towards with this practices of discipleship thing
1: yeah i um you know and there's a corporate nature to this for sure that like we're not all asked to do everything but um that our that our church would live in a way that is faithful to Jesus, authentic to Jesus, not necessarily authentic to our emotions in the moment. Um, that we would commit in the context of community to ordering our lives around particular rhythms that would a be obedient to Jesus and b begin to allow him, allow God's spirit to to genuinely and truly form the love of God and the love of neighbor in our hearts, in our lives. Awesome. And um, yeah, so we have six practices. We have a handbook, eight-week preaching series. And then, you know, as a staff, we're committed to creating opportunities for everyone to kind of experience and expose themselves to to this. Like, that's our job, is to invite people to imitate us as we imitate Christ.
0: Yeah. and And so we'll have six, seven more episodes here specifically about these practices.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just thought we could, you know, have a little bit of a side bonus conversation. Like you heard the sermon and it kind of like you get the polished presentation on Sunday morning, but, um, you know, there's particular things you don't talk about in the sermon or, you know, bonus stuff that we can talk about each week. Great. I love it. Well, hopefully you guys will
0: be encouraged by this. I know, um, being on the back end of things, I've certainly seen it kind of unfold and it's been really exciting um, and you'll have an opportunity to get a little bit more information, a little bit more meat, and hopefully it'll stir your imagination and your your affections uh, as we unfold these these practices and and discuss how they can apply to your lives outside of. Um, you know, just Sunday morning.
1: Thanks, Chris. I love it. Thanks for all. We'll see you next time.
0: Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe. So you don't miss out on one and don't forget, love God, love your neighbor and make disciples.